good, y'all? It's your man, DJ Playboy. That's my name, and I'm back for another season of the Perfect Talk Podcast. I'm in the building in the place of y'all. My mellow, my ace. <laughs> What's going on, Keith? Hip, hop, the hippie. What up, nigga? Should be back, man. Girl, scream back, like I'm Keith. Super Bowl 53, but this is episode 50 for us, and things are going, always, man. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year, bro. Happy New Year to you, too. It's been a minute. Last last time we spoke, I was uh, throwing up. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> Hur- hurling my guts out, but, uh, you know, we had, to, we had to let go of some of that stuff from last year and, and move forward into a new year, uh, onto bigger and better things, so... Hopefully there'll be no more hungover episodes. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. New Year, get your life together. Hey, 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 what's up with you, man? How you been? How's New Jersey treating you? Oh, New Jersey, it's awesome, man. It's just, it's um, it's a cool feeling having to commute into. The, I work in the city, so to commute into the city, it almost makes you feel. I don't know, like when you watch those movies, like Mad Men or whatever, and you see somebody taking the train or the or the um, the bus or railroad or whatever into the into Manhattan, make money, and then mm-hmm. come back home. That's kind of yeah. what I do. So. It's dope. I can't complain. That's dope. That's dope, man. What uh, you commute every day on the train or you drive? Uh, well, my company pays for tolls, so like in the winter I drive just because it's so cold. But yeah. um, once like spring and fall and depending on what day in the summer, if it's too hot, I'll drive. But I'll take the bus in. Okay. Yeah. So, um, because I don't like driving through the traffic, like just sitting there or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of traffic myself, man. That's why, that's why I moved out of New York City. The traffic alone yeah. pushed me up out of that bitch, man. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is that they have this cruise control. And I don't know if you've driven a late model car, but like what they have now is the cruise control. And cars have had cruise control for years. But now, like, like you know, if you're on cruise control in an older car and the car is in front of you, you got to start to take control cause the, or else the car is just going to drive into the car that's in front of it. Yeah. This joint automatically detects when a car is there, so it'll slow down, and then you could put a setting in where you want it to keep a certain amount of space between your car and the car in front of you. So it'll automatically stop? Exactly, depending on how much space you want. Okay. Or it'll slow down. It'll stop or slow down, but it will stop, though. So when I'm in the tunnel, there's mad traffic, and I won't even front. Like, you shouldn't be doing this, but like sometimes I'll just put that joint on cruise control and, like, answer mad text messages my my eye would be off the road for like 10 seconds at a pop it's insane i gotta stop that shit though <laughs> is that i think it's adaptive cruise control i think i've heard of i don't know what the name is i don't know i call it i call it dope cruise control dog <laughs> that joint is crazy son I, I i'm reading i'm talking about i'm reading articles a paragraph at a time before i, I look up Damn, yes, that is very unsafe. Yeah, it's very unsafe, but like, think, like that's what I'm scared of. Like, them putting on all this autonomous shit in the cars. I'm like, that's a terrible idea, dog. Yeah. No, I, and actually, it's funny you say that because I seen that in a commercial the other day, and I was, I seen the probably seen the commercial a few times. I didn't even realize what they were advertising, and like, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's what this shit does. I'm like, okay, yeah, Nissan. It's, it's insane, man. <laughs> but uh, that's you survived the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. We survived. We survived R. Kelly, apparently. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> man, yeah. I don't know what started the year off, but well, it was a, that documentary. But what started the year off on everybody just on the R. Kelly tip? Well, uh, Dream Dream Hampton, of course. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dream Hampton dropped the uh, Surviving R. Kelly documentary on Lifetime, which I did not watch. Now, for full disclosure, <laughs> um, just because I because there's a whole bunch of stuff to know, and and I've, I've had enough conversations with mostly females that that were just appalled and shocked by it. And but something, everything they told me, I wasn't appalled and shocked. But I was like, yeah, I kind of knew that. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that. You know what I mean? They came out yeah, at different that. points in time. You know what I'm saying? Like the Leah thing came out. You know. That was big 10, 15 years ago, and then, and then um, the joint with enslaving, enslaving young girls, pretty much, that yeah. came out last year, which is, you know, sometime in the last three years. So, like, this compresses it and really makes it, makes it, I mean, has people digest it, you know what I'm saying? Because some of the shit that he did would only come out in, like, hip-hop news, you know what I'm saying? Like, we might see it in Vibe, they might do a, um, a story on it. But mm-hmm. that doesn't reach everyone. But this joint on Lifetime reached a broad audience. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're hundred percent right about that. Cause I was in the doctor's office and, and the nurse that was there, she seemed kind of young, and she was just like, "Oh my gosh, did you see the R. Kelly documentary? Right. Can you believe it?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, I do. I be- <laughs> believed it the first time I heard it. You know what I mean? And, but but now that you mention it, R. Kelly being such a powerful figure in hip hop, and people having a vested interest in his success, you know what I mean? They'd uh." They'd cover that up for him, you know what I mean? Or they'd make it go away. They'd, they'd brush it under the rug. Right, right. Yeah, so. And it's one of those, it's, it's a messy situation. Um, There's actually a documentary out right now. I think it just premiered a Sunday. It's about Michael Jackson called Escape in Neverland, I believe, which is kind of along the same lines with just uh, his his uh, accusers just coming back out and, and, and saying certain things that happened to him. And, you know, that he's guilty of this, guilty of that. Um... Which, which is a in in R. Kelly's case, I, I, R. Kelly seems to be handling this pretty well. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> where they say he wanted to escape too, like I can't remember was it Africa. I can't remember where they said they he wanted to go and just kind of like lay low for a long time, probably even escape. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt he. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt he'll do that because because he feels like he could just come back after a while and everything will be uh, all good again. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, because for so long. These accusations, accusations came out, including like legal accusations, and he beat that. That he probably felt like this is just another case of this thing happening, but this one is that seems to actually be sticking. You know what I'm saying? Especially in this age of where social media activism counts for something. But from what I understand, nobody's trying to bring up any charges or anything against him. Like he's not escaping to escape crime or anything. Oh, escape, I mean, escape prison or anything like that. He, he means he's just escaping. No, they tried. They, they, uh, I think the Chicago police looked into it and said that we can't like, legally we can't press any charges. I heard something like that. When they like, oh, okay. they um, inspected a studio to see if there's anything they could try, you know, on, on some old get Al Capone for tax evasion instead of murder. Like, they try to like, see if they could get him on something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, like, Bro, you was doing all this stuff. You didn't, and you knew what you was doing. You know, what I mean, you knew you was taking advantage of young girls. So, when it, what I've learned is, or not what I've learned, but I think something I've heard in the past is, what's done in the dark always comes to the light. And that's, you know, what I mean, I try to handle myself in the dark the same way I would in the light, I guess. Right. Because it, it, it does. It comes to the light, man. You don't. You you don't want to do if you can't do if you can't handle yourself in a way that your your children will be proud of you. You gotta understand that one day your children will be aware. Of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, I was listening to one of my favorite comedians on on a podcast, and he he was talking about what's it called, Finding Neverland, Escaping Neverland, and uh, he said, "Yeah, you know, you got this thing coming out, but I don't want to sit in the theater and see that shit." You know what I'm saying? I you buy your popcorn and 
and you know you get your, your juice and soda and you sit down all right, all right time to see the movie and that shit comes on and um i understand that sentiment when you think about it that similar sentiment runs through all that that um particularly with child abuse when kids are getting mm-hmm. abused right a lot of people's like it's so grotesque we can't even approach it Somebody told me that people were like throwing up in the theater and they were so disgusted by what was happening and all that shit. So it's like, probably just one person threw up. Right, right. <laughs> it turns to the whole back, the whole balcony was throwing up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, and, and um, I guess what I'm getting at is like it's a microcosm of what actually happens in families, right? Like, because a, a lot of times when kids get abused, it's, the kids tell somebody or someone finds out, mm-hmm. but it doesn't go much further than that because it's so grotesque they try to bury it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that does happen. You're right about that. That that does happen a lot. Um, which is, and we have we have a DJ up here in my area that's dealing with, not even dealing with, was arrested on a child sex abuse charges. And you're like, how did it, how did it reach so many girls? You know what I mean? But that's what happens. Is sometimes if this person's a person of power, this person's a family member, you don't want no smoke. Right. And yeah, like, and, you know, I can't put myself in that position and say, um. I would handle it like that. But then there's all there's gotta be something. There's gotta be a reason why so many people do that. You know what I mean? Why so many people do their daughters or, or were actually sending their daughters to meet R. Kelly, you know what I mean? Or allowing their daughters to meet R. Kelly. Same with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be some something psychological there that, that because of this person's celebrity, you don't quite or even sometimes it's just be a family member that maybe I'll depend on this person for money or maybe I'll use this person coming around and you know that once you act, accuse this person of that, it's going to change the dynamic of everything. Right. I mean, even beyond that, um, with someone so famous and someone so good at something, it's hard to believe that they would do something like that. Even if you've heard of the accusations before. So when you meet them, it's like they don't seem like a monster. So someone was interviewed in the R. Kelly show, and she said it was a, it was a parent, a mom, I think. And uh, I can't remember her name, but she said something to the effect of, like, come on now, this guy's famous. There's always people around me, me and her father. We're, we're around much of the time. I'm telling y'all, 100%, nothing happened. And, like, I don't agree with what she said, but I can see how someone in her position would say that. You don't want to believe that that some, that some shit like that happened. One, is is really grotesque, right? And mm-hmm. two, it's almost like a reflection on you to say that you failed at something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the truth is, a lot of people saying that these parents failed at something, but it's like, when you put put the blame, when you when you shame them like that, it makes it hard for them to like accept that. Oh man, maybe something happened. You know, it's not maybe it's not all my fault, but shit, we need to stop this. But when yeah. but when you when you're like, man, where the fuck were these parents? Like, no matter who it is, you say, where the fuck were these parents? You don't know the exact situation. You know, we should wait on judging the parents, right? Because R. Kelly's the one who did it. We should chill out and just take a second before we go ahead saying these parents are fucked up. And as much blame as you want to put on the, the parents, this stuff happens to grown women. Right, right. This stuff, Harvey Weinstein was doing shit like this to grown women, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, as much as a parent could be there and tell their kid, I right, don't go to this hotel room, don't be alone with this person, you only got but so much control over somebody when you when there's a predator around, he's he's going after his prey. Right. You know what I mean? And and that's what he's that's what he's there for. But um, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I uh. Can you separate the two? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't listen to that much R. Kelly music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've never been the type to just want to throw on when a woman's fed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I listen to Threats. 
right. samples when a woman's fed up. But I only listen to the Jay Z song Threads, but I won't listen to I don't know, I just never was into R. Kelly's catalog like that anyway. Right. And he has some dope songs. He does have some like if download came on the radio, I don't know if I would just turn it off. Even the video is pretty cool. Right. But um can you separate the two? Do you think that it's or do you even feel like you have to? Do you feel guilty if you don't? <clears throat> Uh, you know the concept of like a Venn diagram, that diagram where you have two circles and they overlap at a certain point, but they're separate at a, a, at certain points. Yeah, so it kind of makes a third thing, and when they meet, yeah, I feel like there's three there's three realms I look at him in, and um, you know, at first that I'll be honest with you, like at first, like a little bit before he actually went to trial, like that Venn diagram had very little overlap, right? Like, I enjoyed his music. I thought what um, he made he did to that girl on tape was terrible, and but like in the middle is like I, I lost as far as how I felt about his music. That what he did didn't really impress upon me too much. You know what I'm saying? And also, I was very young. I didn't really understand the world like that to really understand like the the magnitude of what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think that circle, <laughs> those circles overlap a whole bunch. Where it's like all right, I have a, a lot less. A lot less of a of a liking for his music. I can't appreciate it the same way. You know what I'm saying? Especially being the content of his music. Like he wasn't a gospel singer, right? He was singing about like some wild shit. Yeah, yeah. When I say wild, let me say sexual, because that's not necessarily yeah, yeah. wild in, in its in itself. But you know, he wrote AJ nothing but a number. Like when you reflect on shit like that, it's just kind of weird when you look back on it. Yeah. Right. Like it's kind of it makes it brazen, right? You would. You shouldn't be committing any any horrible acts like that. But if you do, I guess we'd like to see some kind of shame or remorse or or whatever. But like he's in the background of Aaliyah's album cover. I think mm-hmm. I think it was for the, the the single cover for AJ Nothing But a Number or the album cover for the yeah I think the album the cover, album man. cover AJ Nothing But a Number right. Like he's in the background. Then I never realized it, but it was like it's funny because like he's just creeping back there. Look, <laughs> it's kind of blurred. He's kind of blurred too, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So like the, she's, the ca- she's in focus and he's out of exactly. Focus, right? So she and he's out of focus. So, but it, lo- it has a creepy vibe to it. In fact, I was gonna say it makes it even creepier. <laughs> like he like he walked in there at the last week. He photobombed her. Yeah. So it's funny because for my engagement shoot, you know, Jason did our engagement shoot, and yeah, uh, shout to Jason. As, as a to Jason. as a as a joke, I said, "Yo, I, I'm gonna be in the background behind them bushes, and you just focus on her and have me out of focus." <laughs> in the background like as a joke and it, like but R. Kelly really was the creep like we was just joking around you know what I'm saying yeah nope can't joke like that no more yeah man <laughs> speaking of making inappropriate jokes man Gronk <laughs> you mean Gronkowski Rob, up Rob there, Gronkowski Super Bowl 53 and uh everybody who's a fan of Rob Gronkowski's uh press conferences post game interviews knows that uh he likes to make the 69 jokes you know what i mean that's that's his thing apparently in high school i think he i think he played basketball and I, when he scored the 69th point <laughs> he pointed at the scoreboard yeah. or something stupid like that yeah. um so he made a joke at, during the super bowl press conference which is if a regular football press conference or post game conference or whatever they want to call a news conference is is a level 10 obviously the super bowl is on a level 1000 because there's people there who don't even give a fuck about football um because it is the super bowl and it just brings so much attention right so he he did his usual routine you know what i mean he's uh he made a a 69 joke um and, and actually referenced a woman in it 
<laughs> and it, was just, it was stupid. They asked him if it would be like his last Super Bowl, and he was like, oh, well, I think this might be my 69 chance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though Super Bowl 53, uh, I think he was trying to infer that he'll be playing all the way to Super Bowl 69. All right, right. I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it wasn't the best joke. Yeah. I think that's what he was going for. But he's like, yeah, you know what my favorite number is. And then he pointed to a female reporter and said, she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then, which... I don't know. Someone might might have wrote this one for him because it seemed a little more clever than his usual. Uh, he said, uh, "What was was six times nine plus six plus nine, <laughs> which equals sixty nine? Right. And, and uh, it, it, I think those kind of jokes and the joke received backlash. It didn't. It didn't even receive. A, I think a good ovation in the room, which which I think people you know laughed before, giggled before, maybe in a a, a room with more men." It works, but that was just, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it, I guess if it would have came across cleverly, if, if, if that, you know what I mean, if that's the right term to use, that it would have been, like, or as a clever joke, it would have been like, all right, well, he snuck that in there on us. <laughs> he got, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't even really done in a clever manner, uh, so it didn't get a good reaction and received backlash for it. Um, I'm pretty sure that type of humor flies in the locker room. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, with, uh, even with women in it. Yeah, 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 and 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 Trump, I think, uh, coined the phrase "locker room talk," uh-huh. which that's that's would be, I think, you know, what I mean, that's the prime example. You put that in the same category as grabbing women by the by, uh, grab her by the pussy comment that that Trump made. You put um, that in the same category as grabbing grabbing women by the pussy. No, no, the the the, the talk. Gotcha, not, gotcha. <laughs> not the act, mm-hmm. but I think you know, what I mean, the fact that you would bring that up and have a conversation about that. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make 69 jokes now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it, he failed to realize that this is that person's workplace. Uh-huh. Like, they didn't just show up here because you're Gronk. Out of like, oh, oh my gosh, let me put on my Rob Gronkowski jersey and, and go hear him speak. Right. Is they had to be there. There was a press conference. They getting paid to be there. Um, and it's just stupid. It's immature. It's it's, it's time. Um, but but I think we'll, we'll look at it from, and we could put this in the same sphere as R. Kelly. If someone, Gronk obviously is on a whole much, much, much smaller level than what R. Kelly was doing. But if someone is allowed to do something, so to speak, they're getting away with something that that could have been the first time you ever made a 69 joke. Someone could have brought it up and been like, nah, that's not cool. Right. You know what I mean? But if someone's getting away with something, at what point are they supposed to realize that, oh, that doesn't work anymore? You know what I mean? Like, like I'm trying to put it in my own spectrum of... Maybe there was a person at school that we, you know what I'm saying? We made jokes with every day, but then it just kind of was like, they're not having it today. And I'm looking at it like, whoa, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whoa, what are you getting? Meaning at what point are you supposed to learn? What's At what point are you supposed to learn your lesson? That kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. And I, think this society is, I think this is that point is for Gronk, right? But uh, I told you this before. I'm like, man, you put Gronk on the stage and don't expect some weird stuff to come out. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's part of the reason they're putting him up there. Right. You don't have the. He don't got the best stats this season. Right. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a, a big fan of like making players do media. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're, in fact, if you're good at football, like you should be allowed to say, I, I don't really feel like doing this shit. Because if you're good, then you have to appear in front of the media. But they don't have the 50 second dude on the team going in front of the media. Or if, or, or if you fuck up, they put you in front of the media, which I think is even worse. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So. I think of anything, they should put the 50-second dude in front of their media just to punish him. Like, yo, be better, dog. <laughs> Kronkowski's the, the greatest tight end in NFL history. They got this, they make him go in front of the media knowing he's he's a goofball. But, yeah. you know, 
I don't think a big hoopla should be made out of it. I think this is a good opportunity to check him. And they, I think they did. He learned. Yeah. It teach, it's be a teacher moment. You're right. I don't think it'll affect his, his stock at all, his legacy. Um, But it could have it could have went somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah, it could have. Uh, it could have been, like, you know, full, full on me too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And it, it reaches the point. Or it could have been made to, you know what I mean, a, a youngster. You know what I mean? There are, there are young kids watching him. Um, so for him to, to not acknowledge it or not even, uh, realize, right, this is, I am a role model, role model, mm-hmm. and I have to handle myself a certain way. Um, but it, it also could be part of his brand. It is part of his yeah. brand. This dude, he's not looking at movies. He's not looking to, to advertise. Goddamn. Like the most sophisticated thing he advertises is Tide. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Tide, exactly. like Tide took a, a, a chance on him. He's like, you know what, uh. Let's try out Rob Gronkowski. And even that, I thought was in poor taste because they were, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that commercial was kind of telling people not to eat, telling the teenagers to stop eating Tide Pods. Right. You know what I mean? I mean now he's and doing regular Tide commercials, but yeah, when he first started getting popular. When he first started with, Tide, with them, yeah. He, yeah, don't eat these Tide Pods. And I, I mean, I guess they went for someone that kids could relate to. Mm-hmm. So they felt like, all right, well, that would, but I also feel like the point could be, could have been well missed in that, like, um, he's too, like, humor. He could have came off as humor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And make kids want to do it just to be like, you know what I mean? Funny or whatever. I mean, it felt humorous, um, to be honest. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're trying to reach them through humor. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like a dangerous, uh, dangerous route to take. Right. It's, um, like Obama was doing a lot of humor when he was trying to promote the the um, Affordable Care Act and getting people to sign up, but that's a, I guess that's a little bit different. Like you won't end up in an emergency room right away because you didn't sign up for insurance. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But yeah, and, and uh, I I like the, I like the fact that he was checked on it. I like the fact that uh, somebody I don't think he apologized and. I don't even. I won't even say that he has to. You know what I mean? I don't. I won't, I don't I'm not mad at him. And I don't know yeah, if that's just me because it's, it's my male privilege. But like, it's, <laughs> it's an immature. Just stop doing but it. Move, like he'll. And yeah, I think move, I. I feel pretty confident that he will. At least yeah. in in whatever time remains of him being a football player, I think he'll probably get back into that shit if he becomes a wrestler or something like that. Probably yeah. He'll use that as part of his image to be a a a, a heel, as they call him in the wrestling world, or a bad guy. Yeah. Um, but. It, it, don't give people reason. Don't give people the opportunity to to put something out there. I guess if on you, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's 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 uh, it's the same thing with Facebook. It's like people like me and you who aren't famous people. We still we can write whatever we want on our social media, but you got to realize that's a public thing. And now we're at the we're, 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 we can be pressed for that. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. We're we're at the mercy of uh the public. Well, to be. Even beyond to be ridiculed for that. Even beyond Facebook, they got people digging into yearbooks. First, we saw my man Kavanaugh, but now they have the the um, yearbook of the governor of Virginia. Who's wait? Who's the first person you said? Kevin? Who? Kavanaugh. Um, oh, Kavanaugh. Yeah, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Justice. Oh yeah, he was because in his yearbook they were saying wild things, right? Like uh, writing in his yearbook. Yeah, I mean. Listen, man, I don't really get caught up in the outrage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm Democrat and all that shit. But I, I'm i like, yeah, what he said was fucked up, but don't reach. Well, it all started with the, the accusation that, that uh, I guess he he was sexually violent as a teenager. 
that yeah. is legit. But then, you know, it's bringing the yearbook and all that shit. I don't know if that's proof, right? Or even to say, I seen him at this party pull out a schlong or whatever the fuck they were accusing him of. Yeah. I mean, some of that stuff was kind of wild. Like, that's material, but like, the, it's like, yeah, man, I'm knocking down beers. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, that's what white kids in those kinds of schools did. They knocked down beers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then now you said it was uh, the Virginia governor? Yeah, the, the governor, governor of Virginia, uh, I think his name was Ed Northam. And basically in his, his not his, his um, high school or undergrad yearbook, but it was in his medical school yearbook in 19... 19- oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> so he was 25 years old when he graduated med school. He... Uh, this was, um, I want to say, Eastern Virginia University School of Medicine, something like that, right? And the year was 1984? The year was 1984. So there's, there's tons of layers for, to that, dog. Jesse Jackson was running for president. Okay. Uh, it was, what was that, about 16 years after MLK got shot. Mm-hmm. Like, think, of, think about 1984, right? So there's layers to this shit, man. There's, there's levels to this shit. A medical school published that shit. Oh, I didn't say what the picture was. It was it was like he, it was half a page dedicated to him. You know, it says, um, "Oh, Ralph Northam, right?" Okay. They have his uh, standard yearbook picture, the portrait, and they got pictures of shit he did, his car, and I don't know, probably him shooting an elk. But then they had a picture of a dude in blackface, like in full minstrel costume, standing mm-hmm. next to a dude in full. Klansman co- uh, costume, hood, the the dress, everything. Ku Klux Klan. The Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's crazy and though. He hasn't. And and if uh, has he admitted which one is, is he in the picture? Is that just a picture of two random people, or he's he's the pre- presumed to be one of the people in the picture? Correct. The presu- Yeah, the presumption is that he's one of the people because you can't identify them because the one dude's in blackface and the other dude's in a hood. Yeah. And um. I, I read an article. The first, the first I caught wind of this news was in an article, and you know, in a professional like AP, I can't remember which one it was. But you know, he's, he's super professional, and they state fucked up shit, but in a very professional way. They said, although it can't, it can't be, like they couldn't ascertain which one he was. But what mm-hmm. the fuck does it matter? You know what I'm saying? When I fr- yeah, it, when I first, what if it's not even him? Is why would they even put that in there? Why no, would he, no, no. Why would he one, want that on his? The page? presumption is that one of them is him. What I'm saying is that does it even matter which one is him? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's why he won't admit which one it is. He don't know which one is better. Ex- ex- He's like, ah. Exactly. <laughs> I think the tenant, uh, the tenant, somebody running for Senate in like Tennessee or something like that, or Alabama, somewhere, yeah. they had a picture like they were in the background of like maybe some rally, some white supremacist rally, or they went to a school that had a white supremacist rally, some shit like that. Like that's okay. defensible, right? Like it's like, oh, I was just there. It was my I was friend. past. Yeah. I was in the back. I wasn't holding like the the banner or nothing. I seen the cross burning, so I was cold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like something remotely defensible. There's a picture of two dudes. You don't know which one is him, but one is in full minstrel costume. The other one's in the clan, like full clansman regalia. You can't even be like, well, you know, I was the blackface one, so it ain't that bad, dog. <laughs> Drake did it. Drake did it. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't that bad, yo. It, yo, you got to Oh man. Listeners gotta see this shit because it's fantastic. I gotta see. Send me that picture if you could. I gotta see it, man. Because I don't. That's yeah. You can't win. There's, there's just no way. But he doesn't plan on stepping down, from what I hear, right? For, for now, no. He's like, I'm. Uh, I plan on serving my full term. I think he was elected like last year. He was inaugurated. Okay. 
he was inaugurated probably like last January. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Uh, yeah, man. Now, why, how did this? How did this come up? Just people just digging dirt. Probably just somebody. I mean, it's a yearbook, dog. Like somebody got it, right? Somebody got it. Let's say it's a graduating class of twenty five. There's twenty five dudes out there who got it, including the medical school who probably printed extras just in case, you know, whatever. Like I'm, but hold up, a medical school published this in 1984. Yeah, yeah. How come they're not getting no backlash from that? <laughs> like, no. for allowing this in their yearbook, because they, they don't really go through every page. Man, you tell me somebody in that that med school ain't go through every page? Nah, dog. That's what I mean. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's a medical school, but that that says something about Virginia, right? Where a med a medical school said, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that works. <laughs> it's Virginia, kid. Like, Virginia. People forget about Virginia. Virginia, because Virginia is, like, people who work in D.C., they live in Virginia, and Virginia been voting for Democrats. They got two Democratic senators. They got a Democratic governor. Yo, Virginia was the, is the OGs of slavery. Back in slave days, these niggas was, yo, Virginia, <laughs> Virginia's about it when it comes to that slavery shit. You know what I'm saying? So, when you see white supremacists rallying that the, uh, the Charlottesville stuff and all that, like that's ground zero for like racism. And uh, they should have made a movie Virginia burning, that Mississippi burning. I mean, Mississippi's <laughs> fucked up, but Virginia's OG with that shit, man. People think about Bush Gardens and sequel. shit. Nah, man. Nah, it's a whole, it's a whole other park out there. Yeah, man. yo, there's slaves still at Bush Gardens, kid. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Colonial Williamsburg, man, it. that shit is, is frightening. Damn. Well, <laughs> where do I go from there? Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> AOC, AOC. It seemed like what, what they were trying to do to your man in uh, Virginia, uh, they were trying to do to uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, you better put some context to that, kid, because it's quite different. Yeah, well, yeah, he actually well, did it. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she, yeah, they were. Try- it just seems like someone either found that or wanted to discredit him. But someone was definitely trying to discredit uh, Alexandria AOC, uh, as as you told me her name was. Dick was early. Nickname was earlier. Yeah. Uh, they have a video of her dancing. Uh, a younger, younger version of her. Looks like she was in college. Yeah. I mean, she's not that old now, so it's not that. It's probably ten years or less since yeah. she released um, that. It, it actually was a well produced music video. I thought it was like a professional artist. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I do not. I, I'm assuming they they were trying to say that she was being sexually suggestive, which I I don't really see mm-hmm. her doing at all. It looks like she was just literally dancing more more like silliness more than sexual. She was reproducing like she was, dances from like popular movies. Oh, is that what she was? Okay. Yeah. yeah so it looked like yeah, it looked like she was having a good time. Now she's an attractive woman. So I mean, if it was sexually suggestive in any way, because she's attractive, um. Her shirt was kind of tight. You got my attention, but was it? I don't think she's wearing a Boston College T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think she. No, no. I'm not like. I don't think that she was going out of her way to be. You know, like I don't think she was. Uh, put that on and was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have all the attention today. Yeah. I just it just happened to fit her that way. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, she's an attractive woman. So I, I don't know what they were shooting for with this video. I really don't. But it's just that just shows you the nonsense that trolls try to do. And and. Um, you've seen this recently with Kevin Hart, with his comments about uh, gay people on Twitter were resurfaced, and he tried to come out and make himself seem like he's the victim in this, like, you know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, they were targeting me, and they, they went out their way. I, I don't really co-sign it that much with Kevin Hart. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I think he should have known better at that point in his life. But I, I, with her, that's definitely an attack. You know what I mean? I think the point that he was trying to make is a better example for her of what someone's going to go out their way and try to find something. Yeah, well, anything. Well, yeah, well, this, yeah, this was crazy. And it, it was, it's her, it looks like, with a bunch of her, um, her schoolmates. And they just reproducing, like, I don't know, Dirty Dancing. I don't follow these, these uh, movies or whatever. But it's like maybe like three, four moves or whatever. And she has some of her friends in it. Innocent, bro. Like as as a father, if you were like, "Oh, your daughter dropped a video and it's controversial," and I seen that, I'd be like, "Man, y'all wasting my time with this shit." <laughs> like, Word. And she's clearly a nerd, and she has nerd friends. I would be thrilled if I had a daughter and she released this. I would be if so excited video, yeah. of all the videos your daughter could release if she releases this. I would be. Like, I would light up a cigar with all my friends. <laughs> oh my god! Like I'm looking at the video now. It's just her doing these goofy dances. She she. She doesn't. She's pretty and all, but she doesn't even look that cool. Like, and that's what you want. Like, you don't want your kid to be cool, (laughs) especially in college. Like, oh, she get her work done. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everybody wearing um college T-shirts. They even got the mascot involved. They give. I don't. They they giving the bookstore mad love. Everybody got all the the bookstore shit on. I feel like this is something that could the people who dropped this. They could have as easily been trying to like make her make her look innocent, right? You know what I'm saying? Rather than try to discredit her for whatever they was trying to do, but it's the nonsense that you see on Twitter. Yeah, that people just come out and just <laughs> and and she's she's big time now. Like she's in the big time. Like she's literally moving political conversations all across the um the country. Like she's I do. she's a congresswoman in in the Bronx and Queens. Who would have thought? I I did notice that with the um Jussie Smollett. Um, attack that happened earlier this week. They did. She commented on that, right. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, among among a lot of other people. But yeah, they they went to her. She was one of the first people I seen her comments on it. Um, probably due to her fame. Um, but yeah, you're right. I do see her commenting on a lot of things. Like, and I'm I was I was kind of like, who is this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she, she's uh, she's she's her stock is definitely up. She's doing her thing, and I just I just I wanted to bring that up because it just shows how. The nonsense, you know what I mean? There's so much other stuff that you could bring up on other people, and it, but people just go out their way to find anything. And, and we're probably going to see that in this presidential election coming up, right? People are just going to start the mudslinging and the, the dirt digging yeah. on, a, on a few of the uh, new presidential candidates that we have. We had a couple people, uh, what, what is the, what's the correct term, like declare their candidacy? <laughs> Nigga said, Nigga said <laughs> what's the word? Uh <laughs> Uh, like one of those French dudes. Like, how do you say? Uh, how do you say? <laughs> je ne sais quoi. <laughs> yeah, they they declared their candidacy for president for twenty twenty. Any uh, any any front runners in your? Because you you're a little bit more uh, politically involved than I am. Yeah, you know, I'm, uh, you know From, this, with, yeah, a few people are election. It's, trying to be. it's basically uh, so they got those people who's looming like the big dogs like um Beto O'Rourke who just lost lost in Texas for the Senate. Okay. Okay. Uh, they got Joe Biden, the the vice pre- the old vice president. He's thinking about it. People say he's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't. If he's thinking, like he already got the name recognition. He got the the resume or whatever. Like he's just old as fuck. And then they got um, Bernie Sanders. That those are just he's going again. Bernie. Oh, but he's no, he didn't again. declare yet. That's what I'm saying is those oh, are just okay. the people floating around. Gotcha. And then they got people who actually declared. Cory Booker just declared. A couple of days, a couple of days ago, by the time this is released, 
Um, what, who is Cory Brooker? Like he uh, is he have a he has a political position right now, or is he a former politician? He's a, he's currently the senator from New Jersey. Okay. So he's a bald black dude. He made a speech at the, the, this last uh, Democratic National Convention in, in 2016. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he had documentaries about, about him when he was uh, the mayor of Newark, New, Newark, New Jersey. Okay. Um, no, I mean, if, for people who follow politics, I mean, he's not huge. Like, he, he's not huge nationally, but at least in the Northeast, he's a, he's a big deal. Um, okay. Kirsten Gillibrand from upstate New York. The New York senator. She, oh, did, she was like one of the first to declare it. Right? Yeah, she declared pretty early. Like uh, Elizabeth Warren declared, as far as like major names, the Elizabeth Warren declared first and then Kirsten Gillibrand not too long after. Kirsten Gillibrand was on Desus and Mero. Oh, she was. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? There's like a African-American lady. Uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was pretty. Yeah, because she had the town hall. Cutie pie, huh? She had a, she had the the town hall last week. Yeah, she had the the, uh, the CNN town hall. I mean CNN. I'm guessing they're making a killing off of them goofy town halls, but um, I mean I just assume so because they keep doing it. So they must be mm-hmm. it must be going well somehow. And uh, I, I never thought I'd say this before, but where where are all the white men? At. Nah, they're, they're, they got mad white dudes. Uh, oh, by the way, and, and Julian Castro from Texas, he's um he's in there too. But like those people don't got names. And there's some white dudes, but like are these all Democratic? These are all oh, Democratic. Yeah. I'm talking about basically okay. anybody announcing the candidacy is pretty much gonna be Democratic because they already have a Republican president. Uh, so no one can run against him. They can, but they tend not to because they're gonna lose. Gotcha. Because he's the incumbent. He's the incumbent exactly. So it's hard to beat him in a primary. And he's really popular in the Republican Party. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, you said white dudes. There's some white dudes, but they're not as popular. Like they, There's some dude from, um, he's like the mayor in some town in Indiana or something like that. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pete Buttigieg. I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he, like he's making, he's making um, noise because he's young. He's making not a lot of noise because I don't know his name. People just in general don't know his name, but he's he's white. He's from um, Indiana, so like Democrats are interested in anybody who's from like a like a rural or or like a Republican type state or town, because that shows they have some kind of appeal. You know what I'm saying? So, um, oh, and he's gay, and he's a veteran. So like his resume. Oh, okay. I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah I remember. He's gay. He's veteran. He's married. He's did he win something in the last like midterm elections? No, no, he's just, just he's a mayor. Hey. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not uh, like a, guess... a fe- he doesn't have hold a federal position. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, but people are interested in mayors and governors because they have executive experience. So like uh, Congress people, they don't right because they they just vote on stuff. It's like oh mm-hmm. he's like oh what do you think about you know taxes? All right, uh, yes or no. That's kind of. That's the official role of a congressperson. Mm. Whereas a mayor and a governor, they have to like actually decide on shit. And, oh, because the reason I asked about like uh, any any white dudes, because it felt like a lot of the uh, people that I was seeing getting attention were like the people that were polar opposites to Trump in terms of being a black man or a, a woman of color. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. now nah, the white dudes is out there and they're going to make noise once this thing gets into full effect. Because remember, we, we probably... Probably a little bit less than a year out from the first set of debates. 
So okay. people ain't laying down their stakes yet. When you look at their websites, they're not putting out any plans yet. At least no no deep plans. Um, yeah. So I think people people just feeling them cats out for now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got you got to start early. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be out there cheering for black people, but now they got two black people, so it's confusing for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, yeah, man. But they, they, um, yeah. I mean, they, they have that whole liberalism stuff, um, healthcare for all, and free college, all that stuff. So, yeah, I see. I seen them harping on a few issues. Um, luckily, that government shutdown ended about a week or a week ago. About a week ago. Yeah. yeah shout out to all the TSA employees and, and people that were showing up to work despite not getting paid. And shout out to the people who wasn't go. showing up to work, man. That's what's up. I like the decision. <laughs> man, but uh, yeah, uh, I, it, it's a stupid situation. And, and who knows what uh, we have. It was like a three week type of temporary ending. So it could we could go right back into that nonsense. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was, um, yeah, it was a little temporary patch up type job. So I think like. Sometime in the middle of February, they got to do this over again. And Trump want, wants his wall. <laughs> wants the wall. Make him pay for make it. Make him pay for it, white power. <laughs> uh, man, something I seen about Trump that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I, I, I'm not even it was sure just one I, thing? I, well, no, it's, it's every day to something. But it was, uh, I guess with the uh, Parkland shooting that was down in Florida, mm-hmm. right? I guess they opened up like a, a committee kind of to look into um, what they can do about school violence, right? Uh-huh. And uh, the committee, uh, they they did their you know research and they came back and their findings were just simply that we should get rid of all the Obama-era school legislation that protected minorities from being targeted because there was statistics showing that minorities were at a higher rate of being suspended and punished uh, more harshly for crimes that, well, not crimes, but offenses... Mm-hmm that students of another race wouldn't be suspended for. Right. Particularly black girls, I think, were, were the highest at risk for this. Um, and it's just the dumbest thing, like how you have a situation where most school shootings or even uh, mass shootings are done by white males, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the you feel like the response to this would be getting rid of stuff that protect black girls or, or people of color from being punished unfairly is just the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, man. <laughs> but I mean, uh, this, it, asinine shit isn't uh, surprising with this administration yeah. at all. But I, I found that like that 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 rubbed me the wrong way, I guess. With like you said, uh, among other things. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Civil things? rights and like this little civil rights legislation and and little things in in these um. So sometimes when they sign legislation, there's these little things in there that like. It could become bigger things. So let's say something like that where um, Department of Education is looking at how they punish black students and all that type of stuff. It's, it matters who you vote for because somebody could just tear that part out. So now you're starting from zero again. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's, uh, I mean, you, and you, and, and it, you do see these videos. It's funny because the news, not funny at all, but I mean, the news report that I've seen, they were showing these like videos of just like, Girls, young girls of color, like getting choke slammed by, by like security guards, mm-hmm. <laughs> and getting thrown on the floor and all this like this crazy shit. Like, not I mean, enough for nothing. If I worked in a school, like I, I, I guess I could be as guilty of doing that too. You know what I mean? Because if you feel you're like you're in a situation, you're gonna um, 
defend yourself. You know what right, I mean? that was a very polished point. way of saying, yeah, man, if I work in the school, I'd be choke slamming kids all day, son. I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about choke slammer. That's why I don't work in schools, because yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, because I'm not going to let you just walk all over me because you feel you have the, 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 the right to, um, or feel like there's nothing that's going to happen to you. There's no, there's no uh, punishment that can really come back to you. But however, you know what I mean? Like, I, I do think that I'm all for it being um, equal. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, I think everybody should be viewed to the same. And I just found that to be like that the findings that 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 young black girls were being punished more severely than any other group. I think was just it broke my heart. I think more than anything. Yeah, man. Black uh, black women, black girls. They just have it. They have a special disadvantage in, in society, right? Particularly in American society, like it's even down to something like so small and seemingly trivial, like let's say Tinder. Right, like black women have it the worst on Tinder. Right. Is that true? That is true. Is yeah, that? black uh, black women and, and Asian dudes like it's a popular. If you follow that oh, stuff, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a popular thing that they have. They're particularly yeah, disadvantaged no. on on dating apps. I seen that actually, uh, not on dating apps, but I remember there was a, a a poll a long time ago about the the least attractive to other races. Uh-huh. So like uh, least likely to appeal to the other races, I guess. And I remember Asian men. And black women being at the top of that. Yeah, man. Uh, there's this book called um, Is Marriage for White People? And it lays out like just all the, not all, but many of the ways that black women are just disadvantaged. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's economically, with this dating stuff. It's uh, it's sad when you read it, but it's kind of a wake-up call. And, and it, it, it pushes you closer to action, makes you think about what can you do are you playing a part in in perpetuating this kind of thing? So, but yeah, man, that is sad. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I see that. Uh, I see that with my my daughter sometimes. With the 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 Disney princesses that she's drawn to, you know, what I mean, she's she's always saying how pretty. Uh, I don't know the character Elsa Elsa's hair is, or whatever the blonde one is from Frozen. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, or, or Snow White or whatever. And, and then, I mean, but I, so I try to, you know, mix it and show us some Moana, some Pocahontas, some uh, Princess Jasmine, I guess, even. You know what I mean? Just to mix it up a little bit. There's another princess that I, yeah. I forgot her name. But yeah, like, uh, you know what I mean? Because you don't, I don't know. They, it's, it's, she's so young. And I, you, I uh, try to limit where her influences are coming from. But you, you just, she just says these things. And you're like, did that just, is that, was that just innate? You know what I mean? Or, was that something that you've seen that made you want to feel like that? Well, I mean, um, yeah, I think, I don't think it's innate. I, I, I really, I really, really disagree with it. Like when people, anything that has to do with learning or, or habits that's picked up and people saying it's innate, like my mother said something like, something like that, like if a child is born to be a certain way, they'll be a certain way. And I'm like, I strongly disagree with that. There's no way you could tell me that, especially when it comes to intelligence, that it, it's, it's from birth, you know, for the most part, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's the media you're exposed to. Frozen is incredibly popular. However, I do, I am encouraged in certain ways when I see things. Like, I see tons of pictures with um, white children holding the, the um, like, the princess and the frog doll. Are they print- dressing up like the princess, from the, the black princess from Princess and the Frog? Or um, holding the Moana doll? Or... Or, or whatever character of color, you know what I'm saying? Adora, Dora the Explorer, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. So I am encouraged by stuff like that. So it's not all yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. all gloom and doom, but 
it, it still is very much a problem. And, and uh, you know, my daughter isn't white. She's she's black and Hispanic. So, I, I, like I said, I try to expose her to, like you said, the Dora, the Explorers, and, and um, Princess and the Frog and things like that. Because uh, we, I feel like if she's going to be bombarded with other images, you know what I mean? She should make her own opinions and have equal exposure to the other stuff as well. Right. Um, we'll switch gears real quick, though, and uh, go back to America's favorite, favorite, favorite new segment. Dear Perfect Talk. Or as we like to call it around here, DP Talk. Yeah. Yo. Uh man. We got a young man uh by the name of Charles. Sent us a little email. Let's get into it here. Dear Perfect Talk. What's up, PT? I got a situation. My I got a situation. My girl used my laptop and noticed porn websites in my browser history. After coming clean to her, uh, oh sorry, after coming clean about her snooping, she said watching porn is just like cheating or paying money for strippers. I didn't even know strippers were an issue. <laughs> We've been together a while and things are pretty serious, uh, but I'm starting to believe she's a bit of a prude. She's less experienced than me sexually and will only do certain sex acts when I ask her to. I believe watching porn together uh, can possibly be beneficial. Should I suggest this idea, or maybe find somebody more sexually compatible with me? So there's like two questions, two different questions there. Um, yeah, how would, how would you answer that, Keith? <laughs> I mean, if she makes accusations like that, uh, making it tan and out to, to scripting, like, I don't know if uh, she's... Yeah, you got to do this joint in stages. Like, you can't just be like, oh, let's watch porn together then. But who knows? Maybe yeah. it might work. Bring it up. One thing, that's one of those things where it's just like, listen, you got to understand, like, it ain't as it ain't as sinister as you're making it out to be. So now that I think of it, watching porn will probably be the worst, <laughs> the worst thing to do at this point. Because <laughs> when you watch it, you realize that, damn, it, it really is sinister. You know what I'm saying? There's some, there's some weird shit out there. Yeah, there's some weird stuff out there. So... Or at least, like, pull up the, if you're going to do that, pull up, be be selective about what you're going to play. You know what I'm saying? Especially on the internet. You don't want to pull up the browser and have her see, like, your homepage, the suggested videos. You know what I'm saying? Because you definitely don't want that. You want to have a video already pulled up if you're going to do something like that. But I'll just have a talk about it. Now, listen, this is why I do it. And, and this would require you being honest with yourself about why you watch pornography. Right, I think you have to evaluate yourself because some of us, especially with how accessible it is, if you're born, let's say after 1990, by the time you started watching pornography, it was so accessible, like you could, it's at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. So, you may being that it was so it's so easy, you don't even realize why you're doing it, your motivation for it, like you just go ahead and do it because it's so easy. So you have to evaluate yourself and then bring that evaluation to her and be be honest, depending on how much you love her. Yeah, I think there's a few things at play here. Um, in in the email, she said, uh, he said that she said that porn, watching porn is just like cheating or paying strippers. Uh, I, no, I don't believe in either that. Well, because paying strippers would actually be taking money away from money that he could be investing in their relationship. 
or himself and putting it towards looking at a girl get naked and cheating obviously is immoral um and a violation of the the relationship rules so i think that you guys got to kind of uh address that first you know what i mean and let her know that that she's allowed to feel like that. You know what I mean? Her opinion is her opinion. Yeah, that's, but you that's, let her that's know. definitely an important part, that you're allowed to feel like that. Yeah. yeah. But you got to let her know that that's not what that correlates to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, for instance, you wouldn't... Not not that she would be just watching porn on a random, but but that if that was the, if the shoe was on the other foot, that you wouldn't be violated as if you were cheated on, as opposed to if you've seen a text message in her phone from another guy or seen her saying something, that would hurt 10 times more probably than pulling up her browser history and seeing her, seeing what videos she watched. So I think definitely address that before you even get to the suggesting of the porn thing. In terms of your sexual compatibility, I don't necessarily think porn... I, I can't say it'll help or hinder. I don't think it's the best way to go about it because porn has this like fantasy thing that's that's far from reality, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Um, in just terms of the camera angles, in just terms of how they have to film it themselves, it doesn't have that same um, the sensuality that it would when two people are in the same room together touching each other and feeling each other and smelling each other. So um, I think you definitely should work on your sexual compatibility, but I don't think you need porn to do that. And if you do think you need porn to do that, that's probably a red flag that you probably should stop watching porn. Definitely, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yeah Watching porn together to try to get on the same page, like it's ass backwards. Yeah, people. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, Charles, I think, and, and and everyone comes to their own point in their life with with, with porn, where they they look at it and, and decide if it's for them or not. Um, and I think you need to decide if your relate if your relationship is more important than watching porn. Which I I don't know your girlfriend, I don't know your status, but I think it should be. You know what I mean? Uh, certain things I wouldn't put above a relationship with a person. Um, and and I don't think, you know what I mean? I don't think you should put your, necessarily, like, stop doing certain hobbies you like. If you're a fan of playing basketball or playing video games, I think you don't necessarily have to put that to the side for your girlfriend. But obviously, there's going to have to be some type of compromise. You know what I mean? And I mean, you may have porn, to, but it really depends on how important basketball or your girl is. Exactly, exactly. And... I mean, those stuff are easier to talk about in public with your friends as opposed to like, oh, man, I can't give up this porn. But should porn really be a hobby, I guess? There's <laughs> a question you got to answer yourself. I'm not judging and saying that they should or they shouldn't be. <laughs> you got to answer these questions for yourself. And and, and, and if, if porn was taken away today, if, if America outlawed porn, uh, I, would you shut down? Would it, you know what I'm saying? Would, it, would you be sneaking away to watch it? You know what I mean? So... Uh, in terms of, I think you said the the question you had about your sexual compatibility is the question that you need to focus on more. Um, and sexual compatibility grows over time, and it also grows with relationship compatibility. You know what I mean? So time spent watching porn could be spent talking to your girl, having a conversation, talking about things that you probably have never talked about. Right. Um, which which may bleed into your more sexual compatibility. Yeah, man. The the when you put your your attention and energy into anything, but. Porn in particular, right? Because porn, uh, I don't say it, like it, it, it. It's a weird. It's weird trying to find words for porn. So it touches something inside of you that's different than other things. You know what I'm saying? Because it's such like an animal kind of thing that when you when you when we talking about porn. So video games is a little bit different, right? Like for people who's addicted to video games, it's different than somebody who's addicted to porn because 
I guess in both cases you lose in touch with reality, but I don't know, man. Porn is just a different beast. Yeah, one one is health like quote unquote healthier. When you get someone walks into you and you watching on you playing Madden, <laughs> it's not you know what I mean. You guys, the, it doesn't like throw the whole day off as opposed to if your girl walked in and you watching porn. Well, right. I mean, it's healthier for everyone involved. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. some people, both of them make people lose function. Both of them make people socially unhealthy, depending on to what degree you're using it. You know what I'm saying? Both of them are hard to quit. Exactly. But one is a lot cheaper, so continue watching porn, my man. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm fucking with you. Nah, like, um, it's funny you mentioned the habit thing. I mean, I mean the hobby thing, right? Because I remember in, in, um, it was like high school. It's probably like around like the late, in the late '90s, early 2000s. Dudes would bring in their their dads, um, and their older siblings like porn tapes and trade them. Like, yo, man, I got this joint right here, Eight Eighth Street Latinas. I'll take that. I'll take that vivid video from you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, dudes used to like trade it. Cards. Yeah, like trading cards. Exactly. So it's funny, like, and I don't know that people were actually watching them. I think the, the trading it, the trading of it was kind of like they gave you some kind of social capital, but like, that's just a totally different subject. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like everyone, everyone's on their own path and they reach their destinations where they have to. I don't, I'm not at a point in my life where I want porn to be a hobby. <laughs> you know no one ever does it just happens it's, it it reminds me of when i lived in harlem I, I think it was one of the best experiences of my life because harlem is so compressed that you have middle class rich and very poor people living all together so i was at the store and this lady who always asked me for a quarter and asked everybody for a quarter i just heard her talking to her friend like just leveling like not you know she was like listen man you think you think i want to be this way you know what i'm saying like uh, you know, I don't. I don't want to be drinking and stuff. Like that wasn't the plan, but like th- this is where I'm at now. You know what I'm saying? No, nobody wants to be into that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I think I, you know, we joke with our friends like, yo, every time after you're done watching the pornography, like you look back, you're like, damn, I really wish I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. It's like a regret. It's a regret immediately after. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, stop. It's yeah, it's a, yeah. Uh, like I said, everybody's. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, and that's I think you just t- hit 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 the uh, nail on the head. Is that we're in? There's no we're the guinea pigs to internet porn being so accessible. So we don't know. It's not like we could be like, all right, well, thirty years of exposed to this is going to lead to that. You know what I mean? And if you do too much of this, Surgeon General says that this is going to happen to you. We don't know. So you don't want to. I think fear of addiction, if anything, is probably a deterrent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, cause, cause people fall into addiction with gambling, people fall into addiction with drinking, drugs. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want anything to have a hold over you, because they'll it'll never be a part in your life where that can be a hundred percent of your life where you could just dedicate yourself a hundred percent to this vice. Word. You know what I'm saying? So, imagine if you was born in 1996. That means you turned 14 in 2010, right? And at that point, DS, um, not even DSL. I don't even know what to call it. I guess broadband, high speed mm-hmm. was already on and popping so that means you never uh, you never had to live through dial-up you never had to live through <laughs> loading up a video like oh yeah yeah the, the, the stone ages the stone ages where like if you wanted to watch a video porn or not it was a it, it was an operation like you you get off of school let's see you get off of school at three get home at four like from four o'clock you load it up knowing with the intention that at that Ten o'clock when everyone goes to bed, you're gonna you're gonna consume this video. Yeah, it's 
crazy. Yeah, no, and I, I did. I think I seen a statistic the other day that kids watch porn. Uh, I think it was a TED talk actually that kids watch porn at an earlier age due to the smartphones. Wow, that's so, crazy. And, yeah. and you know, there's other statistics saying that um, teenagers are having a lot less sex nowadays, along with like interacting less and going out less and going to less parties, and they're doing a lot of the a lot less of like the stuff that our parents hated us doing. But yeah. on the same token, that's that a lot of that wrong quote unquote wrong stuff. Like we weren't like moving keys of coke or whatever, but like we would do stuff like go to bleacher parties and stuff. But kids are doing a lot less of that stuff, though. Those social experiences, illicit social experiences. And they probably to do stuff by themselves. To do stuff by themselves because they don't need those social experiences. You could watch yeah. pornography on your phone. You could, right? Because before you couldn't bring a compact or a gateway computer into the bathroom. But you could yeah. bring your smartphone yeah. in. Yeah. And hit them with that incognito mode. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, that was a uh, dear perfect talk. If y'all got any questions, uh, email us at perfecttalkpodcast at gmail Let us know what you're thinking. Any questions? Me and Keith will try our best to answer for you. We're not experts, but we try our best, man. And uh, before we get up out of here, we uh, let, this is Black History Month. Shout out to everybody. Happy February. Um, last month was Martin Luther King Day, and I think there were two on-air reporters who used the term Martin Luther Coon um, while trying to say Martin Luther King Jr. Um, one was a weatherman and one was a, a reporter. I did see the, I think I seen the video of the, the weatherman saying it. Um, I couldn't find video on the other one. Uh, how do you, uh, and, and, and I remember reading the headline and being like, oh yeah, get rid of him. You gotta get rid of that guy. He's, he's terrible. Um, I, but I, I think now on the same accord, I can see how the mistake has been, it could be made. You know what I'm saying? Not to say, well, I don't know his intention. I don't know the man. Um, but I, 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 I believe, my opinion changed of it after seeing the video. I think of hearing it. Because I, through my research and trying to find that video, actually uh, somebody that we, we watched or listened to, Mike Greenberg, mm-hmm. back in his Mike and Mike days, made the same mistake about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he just, he just powered through it. Doing what we do with the podcast being, you know, recording live. I, you know, we stumble over words sometimes. Um, it, it, it could have just been unfortunate now the fact that it happened to two people in the same month mm. <laughs> you know what I mean like it, it, it makes it harder to want to um, to sympathize but but I, I don't know did you did you see the video did you, how do you did you hear it uh, no I didn't see the video but um, no. yeah so now you put me on the spot and, but no I didn't see the video <laughs> no 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 because no, uh, well the, in the, if you see the video you, you, you might see actually a video of uh homeboy trying to explain it and he just sounds idiotic trying to explain it like i knew what he was i understood what he was trying to say because it sounded because once hearing him say it he mixed the king and the june and made cool you know what i mean yeah and it, it, it came to cool but him trying to explain it he just it's just the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your life with him like yeah i'm trying to the words smash together say it fast and he's like <laughs> like clapping his hands together like say it try to say it and i'm just like no nah, stop 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 trying to defend yourself find somebody more eloquent to explain this for you but no, no, I definitely, um, my opinion changed a bit a bit, actually, of seeing the video. But, yeah, check it out if you get a chance, bro, and then we'll, we'll talk on it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk on it a little bit more. But that's episode 50 right there, bro. That's, uh, got it all. Got 50, 50 years old, man. 50, 50 episodes deep. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we doing Half it, Half a century. 
Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, season three is officially kicked off. Make sure y'all tune into us every week. We gonna make sure we uh got that heat rock for you. Uh, Keith, where can they check you out on social media, brother? Me and my underscore thirty five IG. Awesome, awesome. You can check me out on Instagram at plickapeasy p l i c c a p e e z y. Um, also check out at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. It's going down like that, man. Who you got in the Super Bowl, brother? Pa- Patriots, man. Yeah, go over the Patriots, Tom Brady, the Belichick era. Yeah, man. I really wanted the Philly to go all the way, but clearly that's not happening. But um, yeah, I want the Patriots to win too, and that may be weird, me being a New Yorker, but I love a good story, man. Just Tom Brady winning his last one. Well, he said he's coming back. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I won't give a fuck about him after this season. You know what I'm saying? I really feel like he's gonna fall off the cliff next season. Like you already seen the decline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe it wasn't as precipitous as, as Peyton Manning, but um, he's still good enough to. Well, clearly he's good enough to pull it off because you know yeah, he beat he beat the Chiefs, who, who they're pretty good. Um, the Rams are really good, but I, I think uh, I think they'll figure something out. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving for the Rams. I've been following the Rams all season. I listen to a lot of L.A. sports radio, so um, I've been following them. Let's see what they do. Should be a good game. I'm actually – I'll be at work during the game, so I'll probably be watching it from there. But uh, I'm also putting this out in the universe, too, man. I ain't working on no more Super Bowl Sundays. This is <laughs> this going to be the last one I have at work. Yeah, man. So, get, you know what I mean? Get, get that uh, resume out there on LinkedIn. Yes, sir. Like, y'all can, y'all can mark my words, and I'm not a mark my word kind of guy, but mark my words, this will be the last Super Bowl Sunday. Your boy DJ Playboy's going in to uh, get his grind on. And, shout, and shout out to your manager at your job who's a fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't give a, I don't give a fuck. Uh, All right. Holla at us, man. We out here next week. Uh, say goodbye to the people, bro. Peace. Peace. Hey, 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 hey.